Hey, everybody. Glad you could join us here on localjobnetwork.com radio for Moving Up the Ladder, a show designed to aid in the success of your career, no matter where you currently stand professionally. Now, on more than a few occasions, most likely, you'll be looking to move on from your current employer in search of a new job. That can create some anxiousness. What if you set yourself to come back to your current position if it doesn't work out? Our guest today has some steps to make that possible. Eric Butts is a management consultant and CPA who works as an advisory manager for PwC, and he is with us now on the phone. Eric, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good, Tim. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, It's an interesting topic for myself, um, and I'm sure for a lot of listeners. As I mentioned, people looking to leave sometimes, a little anxious about what that means for the future. How did you come, though, to this conclusion that, you know what, you can leave a window open for coming back? Is this something from experience? Is this something you talked with people about? Give us kind of the groundwork of where this idea or this thought process came from. Yeah, it really came from two things. One, just from observing how other people have left and kind of uh, torched the bridge on their way out. (laughs) And then two, just from my own personal experience, how leaving on good terms can really change your outlook and really the power of your professional network as well. Now, is this something that employers really are okay with, comfortable with? I feel like some might have apprehension, even if you left on good terms of, of recycling somebody. What's been your experience or maybe with things you've seen, people you've talked with, that this is actually a possibility from the employer side? Yeah, so there's a couple of things there you can kind of dissect. One is kind of the employer company line, and then two is the actual individual that you're talking about. So when I talk about leaving that door open, it's more about the personal relationship you have with that manager okay. that will be happy to work with you again. You wrote an article talking about some ideas, some tips, and I think, um, of course, a lot of listeners are interested in hearing those. And one that jumped out to me right away is the way in which perhaps fantasy football or the NCAA bracket could <laughs> play a role. And I'm sure I've peaked the ears of many uh, an individual out there. How, how can those play a role in allowing you to come back possibly to a job? The way I see it, it's almost like someone that has an email list for their blog and they're building that relationship with their readers. It's the same concept. I always tell people anytime you're running a pool where you have to have contact on a weekly basis, Mm -hmm. you can use that as a way to build that relationship. Then people kind of associate you with fun times and good (laughs) things. And, you know, it just makes it a little easier to have that conversation if you do, in fact, need to come back. Right. So is that something that you would encourage someone to to run, even then say they do leave, that you continue that that sort of process and that contact? Yeah, I would encourage that, but it needs to be organic. If you have relationships and they kind of don't really transcend the job that you used to have, it's okay to let them go sometimes, just leave on good terms. Right. But I, I found that I still engage with a lot of people that I even worked with when I started right out of college back in 2005. Okay. Another area that often is discussed when it comes to leaving a position, and I've seen it both ways now, is the idea, of course, of you know the traditional two weeks of giving your employer. Um, that's kind of the ideal. I've seen some articles and, and read some uh, different areas talking about that employers don't even want that now. Like, yeah, you let them know, but they make a decision like, well, why stay two weeks? We don't know what the work is going you're going to put in. You think maybe you should go to the other end of the scale. Explain that a little bit. Yeah, again, that kind of comes down to the relationship you have with the person you're working for. I have heard examples even lately of companies terminating people on the spot as soon as they give notice. Yep. So you kind of have to gauge that for yourself. But in this line of work, especially in uh, consulting, when you have a lot of firms that are thin on resources right now, people appreciate you not putting the project in jeopardy when you're getting ready to make a transition. Now, what, what do you think you'd have to express to the employer that you're leaving um, in terms of giving them that extra time and 
maybe ease some of their concerns of you being there that long afterwards? Yeah. So the way I did it, my last transition, I went, I talked to my manager and I said, look, I'm going to take this position. I haven't given a start date yet. If you want me to stay longer to try to see this a little longer so we can transition to someone else, I'm happy to do it. Otherwise, I can notify HR. And that's really when the two weeks comes into play. It's more the communication to HR than it is to your manager. So really the key that you're sort of bringing up here is is just leaving that option available, making sure you're communicating with the people that you're working with. Yeah. And you, you got to know the people you're working with. A friend of mine just did the same thing. Before he told his manager, he consulted one of his mentors within the company he worked at. Okay. And he advised them, they're going to terminate you within a week if you do that. Hmm. So plan accordingly. Right. So he went a different route. He's on the industry side, not consulting, but you want to make sure you're you're touching base with the people closest to you to make sure you play it right. I think that, yeah, that's definitely good advice in general is understanding uh, sort of the the roles and the way people might respond in those situations. I appreciate that little piece of insight there. Kind of as a related aspect to this is whether you're going to be there four weeks, two weeks, a week, whatever it might be. Talk about a little bit the work that needs to be put in in those circumstances when you know and everyone else knows you're going to be leaving. Yeah, believe it or not, I actually think you have to work harder during that (laughs) transition time than you do. Before that, a lot of people, they put it in the coast or cruise control right? and just eat into their last two weeks. But if you really want to leave on that positive note, you got to put in just as much work and more so people don't think that you're slacking. And then you also have the time where you're documenting processes and procedures for your um, successor to make sure that they can be successful. And that is a, a good point that you bring up is that we're, we're not talking about just leaving a job. We're discussing the ideas that these are some ways to make sure that you could, in theory, have a possibility to come back if things don't work out of that new position. And that's where that sort of working harder comes into play. Now, is there a concern there that somebody or multiple people are going to question, well, why didn't you work this way in the first place? Like, why all of a sudden you're you're pushing now? What would you respond to people who have those concerns? <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think the discrepancy should be that that big. But okay, that's a good point. You have, I don't, anytime you have that situation, where you're doing your day job and then also doing the documentation component. I mean, you're not expected to do document for yourself when you're doing the job. So it's, it's sure. a little bit different. You can kind of differentiate there. I like what you said there. It shouldn't be that noticeable where you're like going yeah. from zero to 60 just for those two weeks or whatever. So. Yeah. <laughs> now, another aspect uh, that you mentioned, another factor potentially is uh, why you're leaving the company or at least what you're going to tell that employer as to why you're leaving. What would you focus on to, again, maybe leave that door open or even have your current employer be like, you know, come on, you can stick around. The, the biggest thing I, I really do believe is communicating and focusing on the things that your current company just can't offer. Like It really helps to soften the blow where they're like, oh, yeah, I, we, we can't match someone doubling your salary. Good luck. <laughs> you know, like that, that was when I first came into consulting. When I left, I used to work at Pepsi and I told them, you know, I'm moving to Delaware, which I couldn't do with that firm, and my income is almost double, which they weren't going to match. So they said, you know, give us a call if you ever need to. We wish you the best. So can you explain to listeners why that is so effective? I mean, is that just is that is that just no reason that the employer can get mad at you then because they can't offer that? Or I mean, is it as simple as that? 
it's not, it's not quite as simple as that. I mean, it's all personal, right? So you'll hear a lot of people saying, or you'll see memes on the internet that says people don't quit jobs, they quit managers. Sure. Yep. And so if you're leaving for something that there's no way the manager could offer, it just doesn't feel so personal, you know, it's much more understandable to them, right? So if you're leaving to take on an opportunity that doesn't exist in your current company, people can't really fault you for that if that's something you want to do. If you're going and you're working for a direct competitor doing the exact same thing you're doing today, just for a different company, then that hurts a little bit. They may feel betrayed and less likely to want to work with you in the future. I think that's a great perspective to have, as you mentioned, the idea of quitting a manager and and the personal side. So I think uh, something for all of our listeners to keep in mind, an excellent point uh, that you bring up there. Now, we kind of mentioned this earlier with the idea of, uh, you know, fantasy football, NCAA pool, some sort of pool to keep that contact. When you do leave, what are some strategies you would implement as far as making sure you're still sort of your name, your faces around there, maybe with your coworkers, your, your manager? What are some good ways to make sure you're still staying in touch on that professional or personal level? Yeah, one thing, it seems kind of cliche a little bit, but holiday cards is a great one. And it's also very personal. So mm-hmm. anyone who's receiving the holiday cards, I think they will feel that connection. And just from having that at least once a year contact, it wouldn't be an out-of-the-blue thing if you gave that person a phone call. Okay. Another thing you could do is I've seen some people, maybe they left for a specific project or initiative. Maybe they were starting their own business or maybe they wanted to go write a book and they developed kind of a, a newsletter to keep people informed on what they're doing. That would be another good way of keeping your name front of mind, letting people know what you're up to. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Can't say I've heard that one. So a nice, uh, nice tip for our listeners out there. Now, of course, people might be listening to some of your strategies, and I think they definitely make sense on a lot of levels. But what do you think is the biggest challenge for anyone leaving a position and being able to try to leave that door open? What do you think the the biggest trouble they might run into uh, when they're looking to leave a a place like that? So the biggest challenge, I think, is when someone's leaving a position and they're leaving it because of the, the personal aspect. Maybe, you know, they feel slighted or for some reason aren't getting along with their manager. Being able to hold your tongue and, until that feeling subsides mm. and try to employ some of these strategies where you stay in touch, you keep working hard up until the end instead of giving someone you know 24-hour notice before bailing for your next job. I think that can be harder than it sounds like for some people. Sure. Do you think there are certain industries where this would be more difficult to see as a reality as opposed to, you know, maybe if you are going from industry to a consulting situation and if you've come across anything specifically or or anything from your experience? Yeah. So I've actually seen in all cases, people do this. So when I was in industry, I've seen people leave and come back. And in consulting, I've seen people leave and come back more than once. (laughs) Some firms, they actually have referral bonus programs that pay more if you get someone that used to work for the firm. Really? Yep. Wow, that is interesting. Because they know the processes, they know how the business works, they've already proven themselves as consultants. It's less training and onboarding if you do bring them back, right? So like there's a cost component to that when people are thinking about it. And I say it's interesting because we hear so often that employers are so reluctant to do that, sort of that boomerang employee. What reasons would an employer be a little unsure if they'd want to bring you back other than if you did leave, you know, burning a bridge, as you said earlier? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is they're always going to question your commitment. Like, mm. are you still looking for the next big thing? Are you really dedicated to being here? Where's your heart at? I mean, it's not an easy thing to address. You really just have to be open and honest about your reasons for leaving and the reason why you came back. Maybe something changed in your life that allows you to come back to that job and really 
just leveraging those relationships and being open as possible. Well, Eric, I think you've given our listeners uh, some really good examples of ways to at least leave that door open um, because of that uncertainty of leaving a, a position for a new one. I'm sure we've all been through that or, or might be in some cases uh, down the road. As we look to wrap up this conversation, I want to give you the floor to give our listeners one last takeaway, something you think that should be emphasized about this topic or anything you'd like to, to leave them with as we look to close out this episode. You never, ever know when you're going to cross paths with people again, whether you're coming back or whether you want them to be clients in the future or whether they transition and they're working at the firm that you're working at. You just never know. There's no upside to burning bridges. And with that, we will close out this edition of Moving Up the Ladder. Again, we've been talking about some strategies for leaving the door open if you wanted to come back to that position you just left for a new job. We've been doing that today with our guest, Eric Butts who is a management consultant and CPA, and he works as an advisory manager for PwC. Eric, thanks again for coming on, talking about this subject. I think one listener's very interested in, so thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate you having me. And as always, if you, the listener, have any thoughts on this topic or you'd like to suggest another subject for us to cover, just email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also find us on Twitter at the LJN is where you can find us there. For everyone at LJN Radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.